Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America, and happy Saturday. So glad you can join us. It's time to dig into a little bit of accountability. We've had a lot of news breaking out about us. Of course, you could be watching just the news this afternoon as President Trump unveils his South Carolina campaign infrastructure. We'll have you covered on that. But today, we're going to dive into classified documents and scandals and security reviews with two great people who've been on the front lines of accountability, two people who played a big role in unraveling the false Russia collusion narrative. Joining us today, the former House Intelligence Committee Chairman, Devin Nunes, now the president of the company that oversees Truth Social. He'll give us an update on Truth Social in addition to all we want to talk about on the intelligence front. Then we'll turn to our good friend Tom Fitton at Judicial Watch. He's got a new lawsuit out in the Hunter Biden scandal. He has a lot of thoughts about the classified documents controversy surrounding Mike Pence and Donald Trump and Joe Biden, and why they're very different, even though the core issue of the security classified documents is the same among them. And then we'll finish up with the head of Rebel News. He made waves across the world last week. Ezra Levant went to Davos, Switzerland, went to the World Economic Forum, and actually asked questions of the newsmakers that weren't on the agenda. They weren't part of the talking points of the annual gathering there. He actually did journalism. He committed journalism, and for that, he got a lot of attention, particularly his walk and run interview with the Pfizer CEO, Ezra Levant, will tell us what that was like, why it's old fashioned journalism and how his colleagues in the profession looked at it. We'll have all that up ahead right after these commercial messages. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected 
for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. He helped us unravel the Russia collusion narrative, the false bogus story. He's the former California congressman and former chairman of the House Intelligence Committee and the current CEO of the company that runs that true social platform we all love, Devin Nunes. Congressman, good to have you back in the chair here. John, it's great to be in studio with you. When you saw an indictment come out Monday morning, FBI agent, senior FBI agent in charge of counterintelligence operations in New York, conspiring with a Russian oligarch, anything run through your mind? <laughs> Look, I thought it was, was really unusual because, you know, this is a guy that we were aware of, but of course, this is a really serious matter. Uh, this is, you know, it should be lead story across all the news agencies. Yeah. And he is a little bit like, as you said, I think he's a Forrest Gump. He kind of shows up everywhere, this Oleg Deripaska. Right. And so the fact that this is a high-ranking official, ties to Comey, ties to McCabe, ties to Strzok, ties to the whole Russia hoax, I think this, I think, leads to a lot of new questions. And, you know, you kind of wonder, is this something that John Durham may have, may have found? Is it something that if he didn't find it, he sure would want to start to look into this? Absolutely. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Hello, gentlemen. Um, Congressman, I'm curious because now, now that this has come out and so many people see the irony that an FBI agent who was investigating Russia collusion now has these seedy ties to this Russian oligarch, it feels like the pressure is on the DOJ to, to actually do something about this. But this is a guy who has slipped through the cracks many times before. Is the pressure on to actually uh, do something about it? Look, I think the question is, who in this country hasn't been colluding with Russians? <laughs> we know that Trump hasn't. We know the Republicans haven't. But it appears like everybody from the FBI to the House Democrats to to the old Clinton campaign to the Bidens, they've all been colluding with the Russians. And, you know, I think what we're going to have to see here is, you know, it, it just seems a little odd. I think a lot of people are asking, you know, asking questions because this is someone who is well known to the FBI. 
And in fact, John, his house is only a few blocks from here. That's right. So, so his, you know, Obama's mansion is just down the street, and just around the corner is Deripaska's mansion. Like you said, he's had lots of ties to the FBI, and now, look, these are serious charges, $225,000, serious charge. Two different, two different indictments, one on uh, two different charges, one in dealing with an Albanian, one with ties to Russia. Yeah, remarkable detail in those uh, documents, and, and sort of a, a really dramatic uh, plot because he's literally doing this some of this work while he's still working for the FBI. He didn't even wait till he retired. Really jaw dropping stuff, Congressman. You were one of the first people to come out last year and say the new Congress, if it's in Republican hands, need to create a church like committee. That committee now has been stood up under the, the stewardship of Jim Jordan. Uh, it's the Special Select Committee on the Weaponization of Federal Government. I think I know you like that term because that's really the heart of the matter here. What are the most important issues for that committee to dig into early so we can find out what's going wrong and begin to fix them? Well, look, there's, there's a whole lot of issues there, but it is the most important issue at the highest level from my perspective because you can't have a country if you have a two-tiered system of justice. And every day that goes by, it gets more and more ridiculous, the things that we're seeing, especially you know the latest with the whole Biden uh, I was going to say Biden laptop because uh, that's on everybody's mind, but the Biden documents that just appear to be popping up everywhere. So this is the most important issue that the Republicans can deal with. They have to expose all of this. They know that the fake news in this town is going to ignore it, but exposure is, is step one. And you have to do that, and you have to do it right. You know, there still is a John Durham that's out there. Um, you know, some people think he's closed down. Maybe he's going to get opened back up. Maybe the Republicans can actually breathe new life into this if they're able to uncover some of this corruption. Because I think people are asking, you know, why have, you know, do all, through all the Russia hoax, why has Durham not been able to bring any charges against the FBI or the Department of Justice? And now you see this week, one of the one of the guys goes down. This FBI agent that was that was closely connected to Steele and everybody else. So look, maybe there's maybe there's a little bit of of, of hope or hope springs eternal, I guess. Even though I think this is a dark time. <laughs> okay, you brought up the document scandal, so I feel at liberty to ask you about the special counsel who was appointed to look into these classified documents uh, in the possession of or on the premises of Joe Biden's property, uh, Robert Her. I. I know that your former colleague, someone you've worked very closely with, who is now a contributor at this network, Cash Patel, I know he's got some very strong feelings yeah. about Robert Herr, but I wanted to get your feelings on him. Yeah, look, look, I do too. And this is, you have to remember, this guy's got two problems. One is that he was involved in trying to stop the release of the memo back in 2018 that showed the corruption between the dirty cops at the DOJ and the FBI, the Clinton campaign, et cetera, et cetera. Secondly, he also had to have been involved in getting subpoenas on my lawyers, my investigators at the time, when we were in fact investigating the DOJ and the FBI. So I've got real problems with this guy. As far as I'm concerned, anyone who's ever been a Russia hoaxer belongs nowhere near government. And this guy, of all the lawyers you have, you have thousands of DOJ lawyers, thousands of people who used to work for DOJ, thousands of prosecutors across the country, many lawyers everywhere that could actually be bipartisan or nonpartisan and come in and do this job. This guy, her, is definitely not one of them. He seems to be a fixer, part of the cabal, part of the same people that were all involved in this debacle that we continued to live with, this nightmare of the weaponization of the Department of Justice. Yeah, 
and there are a lot of concerns, and we're learning more about Robert Hur's background and his connections and his role in different things that uh, played out, including trying to suppress the evidence you were trying to bring forward in 2018. Congressman, uh, the, the effort of, of censorship seems to be growing. We're learning more every day about just how widespread it is. We have a couple colleagues coming on later in the show. They're going to lay out how artificial intelligence originally used to target ISIS and bad uh, terrorists on the Internet is now being adapted for censorship against Americans. How do we stop this march towards censorship, change the mentality, get people back to the idea that the First Amendment was first for a reason, free speech was important to the founding of this country? Well, the first thing you do is join True Social. Right. There you go. I mean, look, that's what we're doing. We're working with Rumble. True Social's working with Rumble. Remember, Donald Trump gets kicked off of all the platforms, and we're building this whole new internet, a whole new way to, you know, kind of a whole new super highway, so that people can get on there and not be censored. And you know, look, I don't just say that because, I mean, of course, I'm the CEO of the company, but I left Congress to go do this. And I always tell people, Donald Trump didn't need a new company. I didn't need a new job. This is critically important to have your voice. And the good thing that we're building is, is that we can't be canceled. You know, they've tried to do everything they can between the fake news stories and all the attacks that they've done on our platform. And yet here we are, uh, every day growing, almost every day setting new records. And I think that's going to be the key here is getting that Internet back opened is step one so that the American people have their voice and they can communicate freely with one another. Yeah, important yeah stuff. I would like to see the internet be the digital wild, wild west again at some point, but you'd <laughs> yeah. have to go back to LexisNexis for that. Uh, okay, since you mentioned True Social, I wanted to ask you, you know, John and I have both talked about how when we post something on True Social, true. it, as opposed to other platforms, we get so much more engagement, um, substantial engagement, too. Yeah. What are some of the updates you have for True Social? we got about 45 seconds left. Well, the big issue is, is that we're developing groups. So our goal is to take the best of Facebook Twitter, Instagram. So right now we really need groups as kind of our next function. It's a big build. It's a big project. And that's what we're working on. And I think the reason why you guys get you know, better interaction on our platform is simply because we don't use an, we don't use an algorithm. So you know, if you post prime time when there's a lot of people on the platform, like you guys probably post after your show, you know, you're probably going to get a lot of interaction. You guys were early adopters to it. And I would say that, you know, the other advantage is, as I like to quote President Trump, he says, we don't have the bots and the dots, is what he said, which is kind of funny. And that's true. We just don't have all the garbage on our platform. And I think it's a place where people go and they enjoy themselves. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch. He'll be up next. Brand new lawsuit involving Hunter Biden. He'll tell us about that right after the commercial break. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS 
They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title and your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash Just News. That's AMAC.us forward slash Just News. He is the president of Judicial Watch, and he's our good friend, Tom Fitton. Tom, great to have you back on the show today. Hey, John. Hey, Amanda. How are you? Good, good. Uh, let, I want to start with uh, the Mike Pence discovery today. We should all recognize that what we're talking about now are documents that have classified markings on them. We'll have to find out if they're still classified. But Hillary Clinton, Mike Pence, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, there's a pattern here that documents that appear to be presumed to be classified and need to be secured seem to leave pretty easily in the hands of VIPs. What's your take on this? Well, they're kind of different categories of classified records. There are records out of the White House that the president and the vice president had access to and then kept after their term. Right. And prior Justice Department policy and the court decisions, the Presidential Records Act, the presumption is they could do what they wanted with those records. They could take them, keep them afterwards. No one could second guess their decision making. And of course, they changed the rules to get Trump. And now that's brought in folks like Vice President Biden uh, the uh, Vice President Pence, and frankly, every former president and former pre uh, vice president should be checking with their lawyers uh, to make sure uh, that they understand the new rules that I don't think are appropriate, but those are the new rules. And then there's this other issue for Joe Biden. And, you know, I would argue that he's got some uh, protection as to records that are classified from his time from vice president, his time as vice president, and obviously as president. There's no such protection for uh, Senate records. And if he has Senate records, as reported, that are classified, that significantly increases his criminal exposure. I don't know what his defense would be. Uh, I guess you could make a defense, uh, but others have gone to jail for less. Yeah, great point. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Tom, I, I will admit that I'm somewhat of a Luddite, but even I am asking the question, why doesn't our government have any type of tracking system for documents? And it seems to me that it would be really easy because I remember 
Back in the early 2000s, the fashion industry, of all people, started utilizing really cheaply made RFIDs that they put in the tags of clothing for inventory purposes. And it seems that inventory is exactly a part of the problem here. Can we not utilize some type of system like that to keep track of this stuff? Well, you're presuming the system wasn't utilized. Uh, you know, in the case of the president and vice president, I think they probably do have a pretty careful system. So the idea that the president had records he didn't have, uh, or a vice president had records no one knew about is laughable. I think in Congress, it's even more uh, detail-oriented since the members have less uh, ability to manage and, and look at classified records. Uh, but you know, when you're running into politicians who think they run the show, I, I would suspect those rules and regulations were bypassed so, you know, the graybeards like Joe Biden, who had been in the Senate forever in a day, no one was afraid to confront him, evidently, on taking and then uh, leaving with classified records. You know, my guess is there are a lot of senators very angry at Joe Biden now. You know why? Because everyone's going to start asking questions. Well, what about other senators? How do they handle classified records? What goes on in the House? Oh, boy, when they broke, when they threw out the rule book to target Trump, now everyone else is on the block. Uh, it's like these, uh, you know, Stalinist travel, uh, trials of old, where they targeted one uh, group for po political reasons. Next thing you know, everyone else is being targeted, including, in this case, the prosecutors, the Biden administration. Yeah, absolutely. It has boomeranged in a big way on them, for sure. <clears throat> Another issue that I think is growing, and of course, Judicial Watch has played such an important role in this. I think you have new litigation on this. The dual system of justice, whether Hunter Biden, the FBI and the prosecutors are really doing an honest job investigating allegations that we've now known about for five, six years. Tell us the latest about the litigation you're pursuing, Tom, and how it might shed light on that, those very questions. On Hunter Biden issues? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, for instance, we want records the State Department has about Hunter Biden. You know, we already know uh, they were worried about what he was doing in Ukraine and in Russia. Not much out of uh, the China side of State right. Department shop. Where are those records? What about the FBI uh, uh, intervention, for instance, in the effort to protect Hunter Biden and Joe Biden just before the election? We're seeing that at the Twitter files. Uh, we just filed another lawsuit for those records. And I tell you, um, you walk back to Kent on these documents, and I think you're going to see Hunter Biden embroiled in this uh, mishandling classified information uh, because, um, you know, who else had the motive and the opportunity other than Joe Biden uh, to use and look at these records? And you know, I think we're going to find Joe wasn't using them. I think we're going to find someone else. It was. And the most likely culprit is Hunter. Or that's what we have to presume based on the fact he's already under criminal investigation on matters related to his foreign ties. Yeah, great point. Well, and speaking of Joe and Hunter Biden and the fact that they absolutely never discussed business, I wanted to ask you about Biden's new chief of staff. They met, uh, I believe, three times back in 2016, a couple times in February and then again in May. Uh, is there is there something a little fishy there? Well, you know, if the Justice Department uh, is doing its job or Congress wants to do its uh, over on the House, uh, he's going to be asked questions about what he was dealing with and who he was doing, uh, what he was doing with uh, Hunter Biden when he was meeting him. And of course, also alliances behind the censorship effort uh, by the Biden administration targeting Americans over COVID 
Uh, so there are lots of reasons to ask questions about uh, the prior activities of the um, supposed new White House chief of staff for Biden, because in many ways he'll be running the government. Uh, especially it's important that we hold him accountable because uh, Biden's evident infirmities uh, that uh, the chief of staff will have an outsized ro- role necessarily in our government. Yeah, great up. Great point. He's more important than even most chiefs of staff. Uh, Tom, we had a story today showing the revolving door. More than 200 people have left the intelligence community in senior jobs, gone to senior jobs at Facebook, Twitter, and other big tech companies, Google. Uh, and a lot of them giving up their government pensions before they've earned them because they'd rather go into the big tech sector. It's, they're in the very same departments where censorship is occurring. The revolving door, the comfort level that big tech and the federal government seem to have in censoring opinions that our founding fathers, I think, intended and believe they had protected. How serious a problem is it? And how do we start to peel it back? Well, I think it reflects the bigger issue that there is a whole new job category created both in the government and their mirror images in big tech, uh, that of censor. You have government censors sending material over to big tech companies who took it all in and then censored folks like you, like me, like millions of others of Americans. And so if you're a government official spying on and uh, monitoring the social media of innocent Americans and sending it over to big tech to be censored, you must be thinking, boy, I think I could be paid a lot more money to receive this material than to do the dull work of uh, spying on Americans and getting them censored for the government. And so I think there's that uh, temptation, and I don't blame them, for getting more money to do the work they're being paid to do by the American people, which is to censor folks under the guise of policing so-called misinformation and disinformation. Great point. Absolutely. Uh, We've just got about a minute left, so I wanted to shift gears to something. Um, Over the last 250 years or so, a lot of interesting things have happened on Boston Common. Uh, But most recently, Massachusetts Representative Catherine Clark's daughter uh, has now been charged after a a scene where they were vandalizing uh, parks and and statues. And um, it doesn't seem to be anywhere in the mainstream media, though. Yeah, assaulting a police officer, too. Uh, you know, we have these leftists out there who, uh, you know, are attacking property and people. And uh, it's it's the new in thing, uh, this rising revolutionary class. You know, the, 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 the son or the daughter, I forget, I'm not quite sure what we're supposed to gender this person, forgive me for forgetting, uh, is, is uh, someone needs to be held accountable because they're an adult. And I guess voters are going to ask their own questions about whether or not uh, the apple fell far from the tree in terms of their public policy approaches. All right, folks, we're not done yet. We've got one more delicious interview for you. Joining us in just a few seconds, the head of Rebel News in Canada, Ezra Levant. He had a blast at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, by doing something journalists used to do all the time, but doesn't seem to be the norm now, asking hard questions of people who knew the answers. Ezra Levant will tell us what it was like to try to get answers from the leadership of Pfizer at the World Economic Forum right after this commercial break. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. 
Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Joining us now to discuss his trip to Davos, he's the chief executive officer and journalist extraordinaire, Ezra Levant. Welcome back to the show. Um, Ezra, were you surprised that you didn't get any actual answers from, from these two specifically? Well, I thought I would have got answers from Albert Bourla, the CEO of Pfizer, because my questions, although maybe they were a little bit prickly, were surely things that he's thought about. And, and frankly, he may have had good answers for them. Uh, I thought he would have given the, the latest line, which is, well, maybe the vaccine isn't 100% effective at stopping you from getting the disease, but it makes it less serious, less hospitalizations. He, he, there's so many things he could have said. The fact that he wouldn't give a single word. I asked him 29 questions. My colleague, Avi Yamini, and I asked him 29 questions, and he didn't ask a single answer a single one. I think that shows sort of a contempt for the public, because Pfizer, although it's technically a private company that's made tens of billions of dollars during the pandemic, it has sort of merged. Big Pharma has merged with big government. They relied on the government to mandate the vaccine, as in take it or lose your job, take it or lose access to certain public places. <clears throat> so given that he has quasi-governmental status, I think he owes the public some explanations or some answers to basic questions. I asked him about product liability. I asked him about myocarditis and heart attacks in young men. No answers to any of it. My last question to him before he ran away, he escaped up some stairs into a private hotel, was, is the reason you're not answering questions because you're not used to unscripted questions. And I think that, I mean, that video has been seen more than 20 million times on Twitter alone. And I think the reason it's so interesting is not because he says anything. He doesn't. It's that people suddenly thought, oh, my gosh, those are 29 questions that I've never heard the regime media, the media party, the mainstream media, the legacy media ever ask. So actually, that was the crazy part. Remember, Davos at the World Economic Forum, it's jam-packed with journalists, but they're just official journalists working the official World Economic Forum narrative. So, in fact, Borla had just come from another interview, but the reason mine was different is that I was asking prickly questions, skeptical questions, accountability questions, as opposed to the stenography journalism that CNN or the New York Times usually does. Yeah, you reminded us what real journalism looks like. That's what real journalism used to be in our profession 20, 30 years ago. As our, well, that's how the, how the media took, like, sorry to interrupt, but that's actually how Democrat media deals with Ron DeSantis, dealt right. with President Trump. So actually, mm -hmm. we see that kind of aggressive accountability journalism all the time if the subject is conservative or Republican. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> such a great point to make. You're right. And we see none of it when it's Joe Biden or uh, the WF 
players. Um, I want to ask about the second part of Pfizer. You did such a great job putting together all the revelations that we now know about the vaccine and how the story evolved. Through the Twitter files, we're also seeing how efforts were made by big pharma, by government, uh, by uh, private media to suppress that data from coming out in real time so we can make more informed decisions as patients of the vaccine. Your thoughts on the role that media and big media and social media played in censoring those facts that you so articulately asked the Pfizer uh, CEO? Well, it's just atrocious. And the only reason why the video that you just showed went viral is, in my opinion, is because Elon Musk has stopped the censorship culture at Twitter. Because I think had he not bought the company, that video would have been throttled and maybe even counted as a uh, strike against us, as they say. We didn't dare put that interview up on YouTube because our experience is that YouTube is very censorious. If you look at their community guidelines around COVID, many of the questions I asked cast doubt on the official narrative. So we didn't even put that on YouTube even though we have 1.6 million YouTube followers, because I'm sure it would have caused our channel to get a strike or even be suspended. So we, we all owe Elon Musk a debt of gratitude to peek behind the curtain at how censorship happened at Twitter, and we can extrapolate that it is still happening at Facebook, YouTube, Google, Instagram, and all the other platforms. Twitter is the only one that's pretty free. Right. Right. Yeah. Ezra, I wanted to ask you, um, I think that a lot of Americans look to Canada and they see a lot of concerning things. John and I answer questions from our audience uh, once or twice a week, and we did this last night. And one of our questions was from someone who's an American, but they see what's happening in Canada regarding the social media censorship. I think it's C-11, gun control, a lot of the uh, just just stomping on, on what we here in America consider to be constitutional rights. And we see this leftward shift of Canada. How concerned are you that Canada is going to go full-blown socialism. I am quite concerned. Now, I want to make a distinction between ordinary Canadians and Justin Trudeau and his liberal government. Right. Trudeau only received 33% of the vote in the last election. He did not get a majority government, but he's being propped up by a smaller socialist party. So the good news is that many Canadians have fallen out of love with him. But the bad news is he is using all of his political capital to do the things you listed. And remember a year ago when the trucker convoy peacefully went to Ottawa and the worst they did was honk their horns, Trudeau invoked a form of martial law, deployed riot police on horseback, seized the bank accounts of 200 of his peaceful political opponents. That's a move that you expect in Venezuela or in Russia or Iran. All right, folks, we'll be back again on Sunday with our brunch edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. A big thank you today to Congressman Nunes, to Tom Fitton, to Ezra Levat for some really engaging conversations. Those are pretty fun interviews. And also to my amazing co-host, Amanda Head, who helps me on those interviews that we then adapt from television to this great show. Tomorrow, we got a great one. The chairman of the House Oversight Committee, he's got some breaking news. James Comer, he'll be joining us. Brian Babin, the congressman from Texas. Kevin Brock the former intelligence chief for the FBI, Andy Biggs, the leader of the House Freedom Caucus, and one of the instigating forces for the changes in Congress that the House Republicans ushered in. And then we'll finish up with Brandon Judd, the head of the Border Patrol Union. Very exciting to always hear from him. He gives us the straight talk about the union, not the spin job that we so often get 
from our leadership today. So that's our Sunday edition. We'll be back tomorrow with that. Until then, God bless you. God bless this extraordinary country, the United States. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.